Welcome to this week's episode of The Divine Lantern, a feature on St. Raphael of Brooklyn. With the blessing of His Eminence Metropolitan Basilios, the Antiochian Orthodox Archdiocese presents a podcast to educate, empower, and enrich. I'm your host, Jonathan, from McCoy, our Antiochian Christian Orthodox youth from New South Wales. In this week's special episode, we'll be learning about the life of a modern-day saint in St. Raphael of Brooklyn. We'll also get an understanding of what our Archdiocese St. Raphael's mission is involved in, in a discussion with one of the mission's founders. Enjoy the podcast. Rejoice, O Father Raphael, adornment of the Holy Church. You are champion of the true faith, seeker of the lost, consolation of the oppressed. Father to orphans and friend of the poor, peacemaker and good shepherd. Joyful the Orthodox son of Antioch, boast of America. Intercede with Christ God for us and for all who honor you. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Divine Lantern. We are very privileged to be joined by Miss Isabel Antoon of St. Raphael's Mission, um, the Antiochian Orthodox Mission here in Australia. Welcome, Isabel. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. So, Isabel, can you please introduce St. Raphael's Mission? For example, what is it and when was it established? St. Raphael's Mission, or SRM, was established in 2012 under the Antiochian Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia, New Zealand and the Philippines to solely focus on community service, charitable acts and almsgiving. So a proposal was put together and presented to Metropolitan Paul Saliba of Thrice Blessed Memory, who then gave his blessing to proceed in establishing this charitable organisation with strong spiritual and legal foundations. The strong spiritual foundation came from the appointment of His Eminence, Metropolitan Basilios, as SRM's spiritual advisor, who has given St. Raphael's mission unwavering support and guidance in all aspects of the mission since its commencement. Initially, St. Raphael's mission was formed to feed the homeless on a weekly basis and has grown over the years to also support the isolated elderly and struggling families within our community, with the aim to make a difference to their lives socially and financially. As it says in the Bible, faith without works is dead, and that really struck us because it's true. We can deepen our spirituality theoretically, which is very important, but we needed that same opportunity to deepen our spirituality practically, which we believed SRM would help us do, and we like to call it Christianity Prac. We really wanted to give our community the opportunity to help others and bring their faith to life. Now here we are, 10 years later, continuing to serve the underprivileged in our immediate and wider communities under the continued guidance of His Eminence, Metropolitan Basilios, and under the patronage of the Antiochian Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia, New Zealand and the Philippines. His Eminence has been integral in guiding St. Raphael's mission throughout its growth over the last 10 years, providing advice and assistance in every aspect of the mission 
and always being present at board meetings, as well as blessing us with his presence on Monday nights to serve the homeless with us. We are grateful and thankful to him for his guidance throughout these years. We would also like to thank His Eminence, Metropolitan Basilios and the Archdiocese for St. Raphael's new storage space, office and home. We have been blessed with our new headquarters, making our work easier and safer with the installation of our own water and sink, strong and secure shelving and the installation of a boiling water unit that has reduced our hot water boiling process from 45 minutes down to just three minutes. It's also provided us with a safe and central location, not only for ourselves, but also for our young and older volunteers who have been traveling from all parts of, of Sydney to help us pre-package all our food. SRM has built a strong team, an amazing and large volunteer base, both young and old, and has received so much support from those in our community that it is humbling to witness the generosity and selfless giving of our community, especially in these trying times. Thank you for giving us a bit of insight into St. Raphael's mission. Now, I'm curious, there are many, many saints in the, um, within the Orthodox faith, but why did St. Raphael's mission choose St. Raphael as his patron? So St. Raphael's mission or SRM was named after St. Raphael of Brooklyn, who was actually a modern day saint born in Beirut, Lebanon, and who fell asleep in the Lord in 1915. So instantly there was a connection there because he came from the same cultural background as most of our people in our archdiocese. And that connection deepened when we read his life story and found out more about his works. So in short, and I say in short, as his life works would in themselves take 10 minutes or more to talk about, St. Raphael went to America where he searched for the isolated and scattered Arab communities, preached the word of God and established Antiochian Orthodox churches within these communities. He preached to many, helped the poor and was a friend and father to all those he met. He spent his life ensuring that the Arab community did not stray away from their faith and united them in their prayers and through a magazine called Al-Kalimet, or The Word, which to this day is still being printed, published and uniting all Antiochian Orthodox worldwide. He became the first Orthodox Christian bishop to be consecrated in America. He was humble, always put others before himself and had a total lack of concern for himself, which was evident through his life works and ministry. His contribution to the Antiochian Orthodox in America was so large that last year, the street outside St. Nicholas Antiochian Orthodox Cathedral in New York, which was the first community to be founded by St. Raphael, was renamed St. Raphael of Brooklyn Place in his honour and memory. So like St. Raphael, who has made a tremendous impact, we want to unite all the Orthodox parishes and help those in and outside of our communities who are most in need. We hope that also, like St. Raphael, we become a friend to all those we help by showing them the love of God through our words, our actions, and our united fellowship. That's quite beautiful, Isabel. Thank you for giving us a bit of history as to why St. Raphael was chosen. So can you tell us a bit more about the current activities of St. Raphael's? So as some people may know, we currently feed 100 to 150 homeless individuals every Monday night in Martin Place, rain, hail or shine since 2012. We provide them with a hot meal, wraps, fruit, dessert and drinks and most importantly, an ear to listen to each individual's stories. 
So this has helped us build a strong rapport with the homeless, which has seen a mutual respect between us grow and a friendship blossom. Now, we also make and distribute 150 hampers every Easter and Christmas. And in each hamper, there are non-perishable food items, hygiene items, clothing and personal items that are based on the season. So Easter, they are more winter-based items and Christmas, they are more summer-based items. So to the homeless, these hampers not only mean that they have a helping hand to get through the season, but to them, it also represents all the people who have donated money, items or time to make these hampers and the respect and love it shows towards them. We have been so blessed over the last few years to have approximately 50 children as young as four and adults show up to help us pack the hampers for the homeless. So what used to take three people four or five hours now takes us less than one hour, bringing truth to the phrase that many hands make light work. With COVID hitting us hard in 2020 and majority of charities stopping their services due to the threat of COVID-19, we as a charity made the decision to continue serving throughout the pandemic as we could not abandon the needy and disadvantaged during these unprecedented times where many more were suffering from the financial impacts of the pandemic. So we continued and had to make amendments to our services for both the protection of those we serve as well as ourselves. We served prepackaged food only in bags, kept our distance when socialising and unfortunately stopped the volunteer service taking the bare minimum of three volunteers who were board members down who had to wear face masks, gloves and face shields. So we were the only service providing food to the homeless throughout the pandemic from 2020 to 2021. So COVID also saw a rise in people needing support and as such, our services and workload increased overnight. We also supported 10 disadvantaged international students by purchasing all their grocery needs every fortnight for four months and delivering those grocery hampers to over seven suburbs. We also distributed 55 hampers to our isolated elderly within our communities and over 2020 to 2021, we have provided 78 struggling families with $100 grocery gift cards every fortnight for two to three months based on their situation. This is something we did periodically with the next group commencing soon. So we have been very busy and will continue to be, but we thank God every day for giving us not only the strength to continue, but blessing us with the strong support base we have, without whom all of this would not be possible. Well, it's reassuring to know that even though COVID struck, there were still things happening for those who were in need. Um, so thank you for like, giving us the insight as to what San Rafael has done so far. But I'm sure many people are curious as to know what is for the future of San Rafael's mission. Well, there is a lot in store. First, as I mentioned earlier, it is our 10-year anniversary and we are so blessed to have made it to 10 years. So this Friday, the 25th of February, we will be celebrating St. Raphael of Brooklyn's feast day and SRM's 10-year anniversary with a Vesper service at St. Nicholas Punchbowl at 7pm, followed by light refreshments in the hall. It's a completely free event, so please join us if you are available. Also keep an eye out as we will be having a larger 10-year celebration in the middle of the year, which will be something you don't want to miss and we will be sharing details regarding this event in the next few weeks. Services-wise, 
We have a few things planned for the coming year or two, with one initiative kicking off soon. Now, we don't want to give things away, so you will have to keep an eye on our Facebook page and SRM notifications group when we announce the new initiatives, but for now, we can give you a clue. We have been so blessed with the amount of children under the age of 18 getting involved in SRM, and we want to continue to engage with them and give them more opportunities to get involved before they turn 18 and can join us in the city on Monday night. So that's your clue for one. The other involves the nursing home currently being built and will commence once it's opened, so stay tuned. So SRM's future is bright, I pray. With all our board members and volunteers working full-time and having no paid employees working for SRM, our growth has been steady and we pray it continues to grow in its services, its volunteer base and its support and that St. Raphael's mission outlives us all and continues into our children's generation, our grandchildren's generation and for many more generations to come. We pray and thank His Eminence Metropolitan Basilios for his guidance and support of St. Raphael's mission over the last 10 years. We pray and thank His Eminence Metropolitan Basilios for his guidance and support of St. Raphael's mission over the last 10 years and pray he will continue to bless us with his spiritual guidance and wisdom in the years to come. Thank you for giving us a bit of insight into that, Isabel. Um, I must say you're quite the tease with all the details. Well, I'm very curious as to know more about this. Um, so one last question for you. Uh, you mentioned that you have a steadily increasing um, volunteer base, but how can one get involved if they're interested in helping out in St. Raphael's mission? So obviously for the past two years, there has been a pause on volunteer opportunities, but we are hoping to open this up again at the start of Great Lent. But with COVID, there are certain new rules and requirements but we cannot wait to have volunteers come down with us again. So you can find out more or ask us exactly how you can help us by sending us a message on our charity number, which is 0404-323-868, or by sending us a message on our Facebook page, which is St. Raphael's Antiochian Orthodox Christian Mission, Inc. We can also add you to our SRM notifications WhatsApp group, where we post any initiatives that we are running, any fundraising events that are happening, as well as the volunteer opportunities. If this is of interest to you, just text us and we will add you to that group. Thank you so much, Isabel, for giving us that beautiful insight. Um, and we look forward to having you on the Divine Lantern again soon. Thank you. The Life of St. Raphael of Brooklyn St. Raphael Hawawini of Brooklyn shines in the constellation of Antiochian Orthodox saints, fervently interceding to the Lord for Christians seeking his help. He was a bishop of Brooklyn, being the first Orthodox bishop to be consecrated in America. Very well known and beloved, St. Raphael ranked among the North American saints, has contributed much to the Antiochian Christians in the West especially the diaspora who have fled their home countries to seek refuge elsewhere. St. Raphael of Brooklyn was born in 1860 in Beirut, Lebanon. He
His parents, Michael Hawawini and Mariam, a priest's daughter, were from Damascus in Syria. A fierce persecution of Christians arose in mountains of Lebanon, which then spread to Damascus on July 9, 1860. St. Raphael's parents and family fled Damascus to Beirut for safety while Mariam had in her womb the future saint. Others, however, including their parish priest St. Joseph of Damascus and his companions, were martyred on the 10th of July. In 1861, on the Feast of Theophany, St. Raphael was baptised, bearing the name Rafla. The Hawawini family returned to Damascus later in the spring, where the child attended school. Despite his success in learning, St. Raphael's father experienced difficulty providing for his education. Deacon Athanasios Atala, who later became the Metropolitan of Homs, recommended that St. Raphael be accepted to study at the Patriarchate to Patriarch Hierotheus of Antioch, which would lead him to the priesthood. During his studies at the Patriarchate, St. Raphael was appointed a substitute teaching assistant and a teacher of Arabic and Turkish and received monastic tonsure by Patriarch Hierotheus on the 28th of March, 1879, of whom he would serve as personal attendant. The saint subsequently received a scholarship at the School of Theology at Halki in Greece under the invitation of Patriarch Joachim III of Constantinople. Saint Raphael was elevated to the diaconate on the 8th of December 1885 and eight months later received his Certificate of Theology. He returned to his homeland with the desire of serving the church there. Saint Raphael's spirituality and wisdom were truly exceptional. Patriarch Erasmus of Antioch, being impressed, would take him on his pastoral visits of his parishes, assigning him to preach if he could not be present. The holy deacon, desiring to benefit others with an increase of wisdom, asked the Patriarch for a blessing to undertake graduate studies in Russia. Permission was granted and he studied at the Theological Academy of Kiev. The Antiochian Archdiocese was represented at a church in Moscow. In 1889, Patriarch Erasimus assigned Saint Raphael to become the head of this representation church. He was then ordained to the priesthood by the rector of the academy and only a month later was elevated to the rake of Archimandrite, being confirmed as the head of the Antiochian representation church. At that time, St. Raphael demonstrated his gracious help by reducing its debt as well as working to bring 24 Syrian students to Russia to increase their education with the hope of sharing their wisdom with those in Syria. Eventually, Patriarch Erasimus left the patriarchal throne of Antioch for the See of Jerusalem. From this decision, St. Raphael hoped that the Church of Antioch would no longer be held by foreign hierarchs, but would be reserved for its native clergy and people. The Archimandrite Raphael wrote letters to Antiochian bishops and prominent laymen and wrote articles in the Russian press to highlight the Antiochian situation. However, St. Raphael was met with much criticism for this and for other actions, refusing to commemorate the new Patriarch of Antioch, who was believed to have attained the sea through financial means. St. Raphael was suspended from his duties as priest. Despite the suspension, St. Raphael still wrote articles in support of the Antiochian Church. When he was forbidden to do so, he published his writings in books. 
Ultimately, Saint Raphael asked the Patriarch for forgiveness, having been persuaded so, and the suspension was lifted. Having been allowed to transfer to the Church of Russia, Saint Raphael travelled to Kazan, being an instructor in Arabic at the Theological Academy. In 1895, Saint Raphael was invited to New York by the Syrian Orthodox Benevolent Society of New York to come and become a pastor of the Arabic Orthodox community. The Archimandra arrived there on the 2nd of November 1895, being welcomed by a lobby of Arab Christians. Three days later, on a Sunday, Saint Raphael assisted the Bishop Nicholas who was serving the Divine Liturgy in the Russian Church in New York City, and not long after, he established a chapel dedicated to St. Nicholas of Mira in Lower Manhattan, adorning it with ecclesiastical objects he brought from Russia. It was blessed by Bishop Nicholas. This cathedral is today the main cathedral for the Antiochian Archdiocese in America. And so St. Raphael spent his time in the distant city of New York, preaching the Word of God, teaching the Orthodox who thirsted for spiritual wisdom, and celebrating the divine services. Saint Raphael was made aware, however, of a number of Antiochian Orthodox communities dispersed throughout North America. He was concerned that without an Orthodox priest to shepherd them, they would turn to other, false denominations and abandon the spiritual life. From his fatherly concerns sprouted a significant contribution of his to Orthodox tradition. He held firm to the clear distinction between Orthodox and heterodox Christians and asserted that the unity of the Church must be founded on the principles of the seven ecumenical councils. Saint Raphael, realizing the distance by which the non-Orthodox were separated from the purity of Orthodoxy, instructed his flock to avoid attending non-Orthodox services and to pray at home when attending an Orthodox Church was not possible. Saint Raphael embarked on a pastoral visitation to 30 cities between New York and San Francisco in 1896. Everywhere he stopped, he preached the Word of God, performing services such as baptisms, weddings, confessions and the Divine Liturgy. In the absence of churches, liturgies were performed in the homes of the faithful. In 1898, Saint Raphael, with the blessing of the Bishop Nicholas, published his first book in America, the Book of True Consolation in the Divine Prayers. It was an Arabic language service book which helped the priests serve the divine services and was truly a source of consolation in the spiritual lives of the people. Its English version is still being used today. That same year, Saint Raphael undertook a second pastoral journey after which he expressed his concern to Bishop Nicholas about the need for Arabic-speaking clergy to serve in his newly founded churches. As a result, priests from Syria were brought by the saint and educated laymen were being considered for ordination. In all his actions, however, Saint Raphael sought the blessing of the Russian hierarch who presided over the American mission. Later that year, Bishop Nicholas was replaced by Saint Dijon as the ruling bishop in America. Saint Raphael welcomed him, saying of him to his people that he has been sent here to tend the flock of Christ. In March 1899, Saint Raphael was granted permission from Saint Dijon to collect funds for a cemetery and a new church and soon set off for another pastoral journey, visiting a total of 43 cities and towns. In this visitation, Saint Raphael performed weddings and baptisms, regularizing weddings of those who had been married by non-Orthodox priests and chrismating some children who had been baptized by non-Orthodox clergy, 
serving the faithful of different ethnic backgrounds. Saint Raphael was a peacemaker, for he calmed those in the Arabic community who were at odds with each other. Of joy was it to Saint Raphael when the news came to him that Metropolitan Meletios Dumani was elected as Patriarch of Antioch, for as he said, this event marked the first time in 168 years that a native hierarch was elected as Patriarch of the Antiochian Church. In 1901, Metropolitan Gabriel of Beirut asked Saint Raphael to become his assisting bishop, yet he did not accept the offer, mentioning his desire to construct a permanent church and acquire a parish cemetery. The cemetery was purchased that August. In December, Saint Raphael was nominated to be Bishop of Zahle in Lebanon. This offer was declined as Saint Raphael expressed his desire to build a church for the Syrian community living in New York. In 1902, the saint purchased a church building on Pacific Street in Brooklyn, a district of New York, which was redesigned to accommodate Orthodox services and consecrated by Saint Tichon. At that time, the number of parishes in the Diocese of North America was expanding. In response, Saint Tichon suggested that Saint Raphael become his second representative bishop since he was able to minister to the Antiochian diaspora and most parishes were located in the east of North America. In 1903, Saint Raphael was elected as the Bishop of Brooklyn by the Holy Synod of Russia while leaving him to remain as head of the Syro-Arab Orthodox Mission in North America. And so it was on the Sunday of the Holy Cross in Great Lent, 1904, that Saint Raphael became the first Orthodox Bishop to be consecrated on American soil, according to the proclamation on the saint's glorification. The service of his consecration was performed at the Saint Nicholas Cathedral in Brooklyn, and his vestments were gifted to him by the Tsar of Russia, Saint Nicholas II. Bishop Raphael, in his pastoral duties, ordained priests and helped Saint Tichon in administering the diocese. The first issue of Al-Kalimat, the word, magazine, was printed in January 1905. This magazine was the official publication of the Syro-Arab mission in North America, intended by Saint Raphael to unite his diocese and to spread the word of God to the several parishes across the country he knew he could not visit. This contribution of his was greatly beneficial to the Orthodox community in America, for through it, he affirmed truths regarding dogma, ethics, and church subjects, while also chronicling weddings, baptisms, and announcements. This magazine is still being published today.
continuation of the life of Saint Raphael. In July 1905, Saint Raphael consecrated the grounds for a monastery and blessed an orphanage at South Canaan in Pennsylvania. Three days later, when the Archbishop Tikhon was away in San Francisco, Saint Raphael attended a council of diocesan clergy at Pennsylvania, and in attendance were three individuals, Father Alexis Toth, Father Alexander Hodovitsky, and Father John Kocherov, who would also be later glorified as saints. The Bishop Raphael saw to it that English be used in the services and the education for the youth in the Syrio-Arab mission. He recommended that his parishes use the service book of the Holy Orthodox Catholic Apostolic Church. In 1908, after Saint Tikhon had returned to Russia, Saint Raphael was elected to succeed the Patriarch Gregory as Metropolitan of Tripoli, yet his name was removed from the candidates list by the Holy Synod of Antioch due to existing canons which prevent the transfer of a bishop from one city to another. On the first Sunday of Great Lent, 1911, Saint Raphael was presented a silver icon of Christ in the honour of his substantial 15 years of servitude to the Diocese of America. The saint remained humble, wondering why this honour was given to him for simply completing his duty. Regarding himself an unworthy servant, he nevertheless ministered to his flocks in obedience to Christ. Saint Raphael fell ill while working during the latter half of 1912 and was diagnosed with a heart condition. Recovering somewhat after two weeks, he celebrated the Divine Liturgy in his cathedral. The next two years saw the bishop making pastoral visits to cities throughout North America. In 1915, however, Saint Raphael became ill once more, spending two months in his home. Forty minutes past midnight on the 27th of February, Saint Raphael reposed in the Lord. Being called, he did not answer, and not responding, he was ascertained to have taken his final breath, his holy soul being carried up by the angels to the Lord. The funeral service for the saint was moving and elaborate. Saint Raphael was buried beneath the Cathedral of Saint Nicholas in Brooklyn, then were moved to the Syrian section of the Mount Olivet Cemetery in Brooklyn in April of 1922, the section of the cemetery which he had purchased. His relics were finally translated to Pennsylvania to the Holy Resurrection Cemetery at the Antiochian village there. The saint was glorified or canonized on the 29th of March 2000 and was celebrated two months later on the 29th of May at the Saint Tikhon Monastery which he himself had founded. The 100th anniversary of his repose in the Lord was celebrated in 2015. Saint Raphael laboured extensively for the diaspora of the Antiochian Orthodox Christians in North America, while having been offered the opportunity to become the Metropolitan in the Middle East several times, Saint Raphael felt that his calling was to minister the tens of thousands of Syria-Arabic Christians scattered in the West, thus serving as a shepherd tending to the lost sheep of Christ. His travels throughout the United States, Canada and Mexico were to protect his flock from the spiritual neglect and to uphold their orthodoxy. The fruit of his labours culminated in 30 parishes with over 25,000 faithful. Saint Raphael also passed down to us several publications. He wrote many books and most articles appearing in the Word magazine which he established. Serving Arabic Orthodox Christians as well as Greeks and Russians, he was a father who united those within and between ethnic groups. 
Becoming fluent in English, he encouraged its use in the church services and for the education of the youth. Also important to recognize is the spiritual quality of Saint Raphael's life. He was not a wonder-working saint in his lifetime. Neither was he a reclusive monastic who attained spiritual gifts through the silence and contemplation. However, he worked great wonders in raising the spiritually dead amongst his flock, restoring them to the life of orthodoxy. A great miracle indeed. He had a charming personality and excellent character and loved those he served. Being lenient to others, he was strict with himself. His merciful and gentle disposition, as well as care for his spiritual children, caused him to be like a guardian angel to his flock, as he bears the name of the heavenly Archangel Raphael. Having no family in the country in which he served the diaspora, Saint Raphael relied on the Lord alone, following his commandments to preach and serving the Orthodox tradition. We honor Saint Raphael for his sacrifice of the earthly comfort to strengthen the Orthodox community in the West. We also honor him for acknowledging the true Orthodox faith over non-Orthodox teachings. Saint Raphael did not reject dialogue or friendly relations with the non-Orthodox founded and shared belief yet affirmed the differences between the true faith and the heterodox teachings. In a pastoral letter, St. Raphael writes, I further direct that Orthodox Christians should not make it a practice to attend the services of other religious bodies so that there be no confusion as to the teachings or doctrines. At the age of 25, St. Raphael undertook a theological thesis detailing Orthodox tradition and the theology regarding Roman Catholicism and Protestantism. He also outlines his experiences in the Middle East during a time when non-Orthodox missionaries were attempting to convert Orthodox Christians away from the truth. This dissertion, never before published, is now available to the faithful, along with a variety of saints' articles, teachings and sermons in the Arabic language. It is notable from his life that Saint Raphael was prominent throughout North America. His influence is still being felt today. In June of 2021, State Street in Brooklyn, New York was named St. Raphael of Brooklyn Place in honor of the saint. This long stretching street houses the St. Nicholas Antiochian Orthodox Cathedral, the very church and community founded by St. Raphael in 1895. St. Raphael was and is a gracefully shining beacon in the host of saints and his life is a consolation to the faithful in our modern times. Through his selfless, tireless efforts to found a stable Orthodox community in the West, St. Raphael has shone the light of Christ to the Orthodox Christians abroad, instructing in faith and returning the lost sheep to the Lord. May his intercessions be plentiful and guide us to know the Lord, that we may work as he commanded us. And may his life be an example to those striving to complete the mission set before them.
Before we conclude this week's episode, we have a couple of short announcements. Firstly, the Spoke Courses, along with the Antiochian Byzantine Music School, is now open for registration. And Sunday of Forgiveness Vespers will take place at the Nativity of the Theotokos Antiochian Orthodox Church in Mays Hill on March 6 at 6pm. We hope to see you there. For more information about the Regos and the upcoming events, please visit antiochian.org.au. Thank you again for listening in. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel on your favourite podcast provider so not to miss any of our future episodes. And please spread the word to your family and friends. Also, get around us on your social platforms by searching Antiochian Orthodox Archdiocese Australia. Have a lovely week.